Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Back in the Sports Talk, talk in some college baseball as we get ready for the regionals to start in action on Friday. Joining us now from the SEC Network is baseball analyst Todd Walker. Appreciate your time. How's your day going, my man? Great. Everything's great. How about you guys? Doing all right. Just anxious to see what's going to be the LSU plan for this uh, coming uh, weekend of games. Will they end up going Paul Skeens on Friday? Will they save them for the Saturday matchup? It's just uh, kind of anxious to see this team back in action again after a disappointing showing at the uh, SEC tournament. Well, uh, Todd, we can't have uh, Paul Skeens pitching against Tulane. Come on. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, right. It'll be Thatcher Hurd. Heard. Okay, Thatcher, that makes sense. And, that makes uh, sense. It'll be Thatcher Hurd and whatever bullpen pieces they want to put together there. And and if you have to throw Paul Skeens against Tulane um, in trouble. at 19 and 40, <laughs> then you're not going to get very far. I mean, he'll blow them away, you would assume. Right. Uh, but you've got to win two more games in that, in that regional, and you certainly don't want to leave the back end. With, with just scraps. So I think that it'll go Thatcher Hurd. Then you throw um, Paul Skeens against Oregon State, assuming they beat Sam Houston. And then you got Ty Floyd for the for the winner, you know, at a 2-0 game. Now, uh, you know, Todd, uh, what is your take uh, that when you look at, obviously, you break down uh, who's in your regional. Uh, Sam Houston, LSU took care of business in, uh, in Texas early on. And uh, the, the tournament out there, uh, but when you look at uh, Oregon State, uh, I mean, uh, uh, how, how do you view that compared to other regions as far as LSU coming out out on top and be able to uh, and would be able to host a super regional? Well, I think uh, just like we talked about, I think if you can get past that first game, which I can't imagine there would be. Look, baseball is not easy, but when you're playing a team that's seventeen and forty. You could reasonably assume if you were the number one team in the country for most of the year, you could get through that first game. Uh, then you got Paul Skeens, then you got Ty Floyd. I feel like uh, LSU should win this regional, but I've said for a while now the super regional is when you get a little nervous, and it's gonna. And you know we're matched up with the Kentucky regional, which I'm calling this weekend, by the way. So that's that's Kentucky, Ball State, Indiana has a nice team at 41 and 18. West Virginia is very, very good. They went, they ended in a three-way tie in the Big 12 at 39 and 18. So whoever comes out of that regional, Kentucky's good too. So Kentucky, Indiana, West Virginia, 
will come down to Baton Rouge with some heat. And let's say that Paul Skeens gets tied up in a, in a, you know, in a, in a, in a tough one, you know, into the fifth, sixth, right. seventh inning, and he can't last, and you got to pull him out, and he gets beat. Now look at what you're looking at. Ty Floyd's very capable. I mean, he's undefeated. So when he leaves the game, LSU has a real chance to win. You know, he's seven and zero, I think, in his thirteen starts or whatever. Um, but but if he leaves the game before the sixth inning, then his track record is, or not his, but LSU as a whole, um, can't hold the lead. And uh, and then you got Sunday if if you lost game one of a super regional to worry about. So the super is where I'm kind of focused with LSU as to whether or not they can piece it together. When you know the key's going to be Paul Skeens on opening night of a super regional going seven or eight, right. and Ty Floyd the next night going seven or eight, which would mean they have their stuff, which would mean they're giving them length, you know, and and the, you don't rely heavily on a bullpen that that, that hasn't been very good this been year. Shaky, I did see yeah. Riley Cooper. I did see Riley Cooper and Nate, Nate Ackenhausen throw in the SEC tournament. They did fine, but you're going to get about two or three innings out of them. So length for the starters is the key for LSU. Now, uh, you know, Todd, from the get-go, uh, Coach Johnson has been saying this about Thatcher Hurd, uh, th- that as much as even Paul Skeens uh, he said, coming over from UCLA, that Thatcher Hurd, but it seems as of late, uh, you know, that he has the confidence and all of a sudden, he may be peaking at the right time to help to contribute. Uh, so I, I think they have a lot of confidence in Thatcher Hurd, considering what have you done for me lately uh, to open up against Tulane. Bobby, this would be a great conversation for me and you. I felt better on the road than I ever felt at home. And if you struggle a little bit and you're at home in front of your crowd and you, and pressing, you hear so much yeah. what they think, yes. You start pressing, right? I mean, you start you start going, man. I care so much about what these people think, right? That you don't play as well. When I went on the road, I was like, man, I don't, hey, I don't care about these people, and I played well. Uh, I'm interested to see how Thatcher Hurd handles the lights in Baton Rouge on opening night. We'll see early in this regional, uh, and I'm guessing, right? I don't know who they're going to throw. I'm assuming it'll be Thatcher Hurd because he's had a couple nice outings, but they've both right. been on the road. Right, right. Um, his biggest deal has been what you just said—confidence. And man, you start walking a couple guys, and the crowd, you know, is is packed at Baton Rouge. That's a different kind of reaction than it is at Georgia or at the SEC tournament. Now, uh, you know, Todd, looking at, um, you know, obviously you look at the seating. You look one, two, three, four, and looking at Oregon State. Uh, I was reading, uh, you know, and you pay attention. Uh, that when you make all conference, no matter whether it's the Pac-12, SEC, you know, ACC, whatever, but Oregon State infielders are Travis Bazana, if I'm pronouncing that right, uh, Garrett Forrester. I'm looking at Bazana. He's hitting a 376 batting average. Now, this would caught my attention. Okay, 376. But he stole 36 bases, uh, you know, 74 runs scored, on base percentage five oh nine. Then and you look at uh, Forrester, uh, fifty three walks. So you know that means they have discipline at the plate. They both discipline at the plate, and he ranks uh, second in the league. That being the Pac twelve to Bazana, and he's batting three forty. So uh, to me, right there, uh, that's about as good as it gets. And, and those two cats can hang with anybody in the country. Is that correct assessment or what? Yeah, they've got a few. Yeah, they got a few nice offensive pieces. But look. Make no mistake, this entire tournament's going to re, uh, revolve around pitching. 
Uh, go look at Oregon State's staff ERA. I mean, it's kind of high. Right. I mean, their, their starters have mid-fours, if I remember correctly. I was looking at it. Um, that's kind of high, and that's not going to fly in Baton Rouge with this offense that LSU is about to throw up against you. So that's the saving grace in the regional is I don't think any of these teams between Tulane, Sam Houston, and Oregon State have any arms that can shut down this offense for LSU. Again, it's going to be the super regional that makes a difference. Uh, you know, again, we're paired with uh, – uh, you know, the Kentucky regional. I mean, yeah. West Virginia's coming in with a 4-3 four, four, uh, staff ERA. That's pretty pretty good. Kentucky is one of two teams, you see, that are top five in all three major categories with Vanderbilt, which means they're top five in batting average, they're top five in pitching, and they're top five in defense. That's Kentucky. So Kentucky and Vanderbilt, only two teams in the SEC in the top five in all three categories. Whoa. So Kentucky's going to throw some arms at you, too. You know, and so – the super regional is where I'm kind of focused when it comes to LSU, and that's going to be a tough one. Yeah, and uh, but Todd, that's why they play the game. Uh, I mean, if you could break it uh-huh. down and explain to the fans, um, if you look at it, man, our season sucked, and that being the Tulane Green Wave, they were 19 and 40. I mean, uh, some fans are Texas, so why don't I talk about Tulane? Because I said they're not very good; they ain't won anything. But talking about peaking at the right time, and all of a sudden. They end the postseason by winning the tournament. Now, Coach Johnson said, look, if you're in, you're usually playing good at the end of the season. Uh, and and uh, either you've had a great season, so it's usually one or the other. I think uh, we've seen examples of teams that get hot at the right time. Uh, he said, that's a real thing. That's not an aberration. It's such a mental game, that being baseball. They had a lot of guys leave when uh, coaching changed at Tulane for them to survive the storm of the season and to win that tournament. And it's not just another mid-major. That's a big, a big accomplishment considering the American Athletic Conference, East Carolina, seems like they were always a host. So, but that, that's kind of like big time for Tulane to be where they're at, playing against the Tigers in Baton Rouge on Friday night, considering it was a horrendous season, but it ain't over till it's over. I mean, uh, that's unbelievable what they did in the conference tournament. It's not – the best team it's who's playing the best especially in baseball at the end you play so many games you can't really go off a record now that's a bad record right i mean right, right. Uh, 19 and 40 or whatever that's yeah. pretty rough but it is baseball so if if lsu takes them lightly and they go out there and they strike out a few times like taking big hacks with two strikes when they should be fighting for it uh you know a few line drives at people and tulane throws their ace on opening night and happens to have the best game of his life then Tulane's going to be in that game. You know, I mean, it, you know, you can throw the record and every, all the stats out right. the window at this point. I mean, we saw it in the SEC tournament. Uh, Texas A&M had an ERA over seven within the conference. They come into, into Hoover this whole week. In six yeah. games, they had an ERA around two. So all of a sudden, these guys that hadn't pitched well all year, pitched <laughs> well. And so what I said earlier about playing at home, some guys, as you know, Bobby, It'll cut the legs out from you, but for some guys, they use that energy and they right. play better than they, they're they capable. So you just can't predict it. Now, uh, you know, Todd, looking at it, and I expect this year and in your route, uh, I think you probably say the same because it doesn't matter if it's, uh, I don't know, by basketball, but definitely football and uh, baseball or even softball in the future with Oklahoma and Texas coming to the SEC. But looking at the SEC, 10 teams that ties a record in the field, eight top 16 teams, that, that sets the record. I mean, I think that might be the status quo going forward, considering you could play baseball basically year-round in the South. 
Um, do you think that's the case in point? Uh, I mean, it, it just seems like uh, the rich get richer, however you describe it. Uh, but the SEC, uh, I'm not, I'm not just showing favoritism, but it is what it is. If you dominate, it, it just stands to reason. Now, I could see the Big Ten and up north. Uh, now, when you have a Boston College. Or you have like the Indiana Hoosiers, uh, the Indiana State Sycamores. Uh, now, uh, the, you know, that's impressive. Or if you have the Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, but to me, explain to me, uh, maybe do, do they not care as much? Because the, the weather in California is like in the south. You can play baseball year-round. To me, the Pac-12 and in California, you look at Stanford where they're at, there's no reason why the Pac-12 – shouldn't be able to hang with the SEC, maybe having eight out of the top 16. Now, maybe it's name, image, and likeness, transfer portal, all that comes into play. You look at the Arizona uh, Wildcats, but explain that way maybe why the Pac-12 can't hang with the SEC because it's not inclement weather out there. Because the high school kids that that, uh, they normally would get are coming to the SEC. And then if they don't get collect, can you hear me? Yeah, awesome. Hello? That's a great point. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we got you. We got you, Todd. Go ahead. So the high school kids out of California, there's a ton of great baseball players out of the state of California and Arizona and all in the West uh, are looking to come to the SEC, and I'll explain that in a minute. But so so the, the better players are already coming to the SEC and getting in the SEC. The players that don't get, you know, to the SEC will play a year in the Pac-12, and then if they have a great year, they come to the SEC because of the transfer rules and everything else. There's no penalty for transferring. Um, the NIL deals are silly within the conference here in, in the South. Uh, the base, we take our baseball more seriously than anywhere else in the country. we got 14,000, 15,000 at Bomb Stadium in Fayetteville or Baton Rouge or Starkville, 1,500, you know, or two better <laughs> things to do or more things to do in the state of California. We're on, we're on SEC Network now, which they started seven or eight years ago, so you, the publicity is ridiculous. You're on TV all the time now. So why wouldn't any kid want to come to the South? In addition to what you said, even Missouri, like the first month of the season, it's hard to hit. If I'm a hitter, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to get to Missouri because my numbers aren't going to be the same. Toward the end, it gets warmer, and then I can do what I'm capable of. But the first month, of, you lose the first month or two, it doesn't carry. It's all a pitcher's league within the North, the Northeast, uh, and even Missouri in the SEC and Kentucky and some other places. And so – that's what's happening is everybody's evolving down or revolving down to the SEC for that reason. We've won four out of the last five national championships by four different teams, by the way, and it should have been five in a row. Drop right. Five ball, you know, by, by Arkansas. It should have been five in a row. In the SEC tournament, we've had – well, now Vanderbilt won it again, but, but prior to Vanderbilt winning it on Sunday, we've had seven different SEC tournament champions. It shows you the parity within the league, but how strong the league is as a whole – and we, I had this conversation with somebody earlier today. The SEC is going to win the national championship every year for the next foreseeable future until they change the rules because that's where everybody and all the great players are wanting to go. And even if they don't make it out of high school as a senior, they make it their first or second year out of any other college because of the transfer rules. That's what everybody's doing. Look at Tommy Tanks. Came out of NC State, hit 26 right. home runs, and wants to come to the SEC. That's pretty normal. Well, and, and, and Todd, you talk about Tommy Tanks. Uh, Carolina, a uh, two-part question, but actually it is, 
Carolina baseball was pretty freaking awesome. Uh, look, I think yeah. the state of South Carolina got uh, with three regionals, and you look at North Carolina, South Carolina. I want you to comment on that. And uh, I think uh, the, if you're a stud player, you might follow uh, the name, image, and likeness. Considering uh, you look at Tommy Tanks leaving North Carolina State, going to LSU, but I, I don't see any scenario. And correct me if I'm wrong, because I think you're on top of this. I look at the Florida Gators. To me, the Florida Gators in the SEC will always be relevant. But then you look at and uh, like uh, to me, they will be relevant over the next decade plus. Even Florida State or the U, University of Miami. You look at Carl Gables and all that. Just break that down because I think the one area that's not totally SEC, the ACC is involved. And, when, you know, you, you, you just broke down what happened in California, how the fans, if they truly can relate and are into it. But it just seems like the state of Florida will always have teams in the mix and then the Carolinas. Uh, break that down. I know I said a lot there, Todd, but go ahead. No, I mean, you're talking about mainly the ACC with, with uh, North Carolina. I think of Virginia. Virginia is very good, and they've kind of been right. good every year. They won a national championship in 2015. How do they do it? Well, they're, they're, they're being able to keep their kids up north, you know, and uh, the, the coach there is very nice. Uh, I'm drawing a blank now, but he's been there a long time, and he's very good, knowledgeable, and, of course, coaching. I think he's friends with Coach Maneri. Todd, isn't he? Uh, I think he's like buddies with Coach Maneri, the guy in Virginia. Yeah, I'm sure Maneri's buddies with everybody. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but this guy, like, well, you know what I'm saying? So, like, this guy recruits well. He, you know, he, he makes them understand. I don't know what you say. Like, hey, you're going to start next year, and you get better players for that, you know, because they want right. to play. Uh, I don't know what's actually said, but there's some nice teams in the ACC, and the ACC used to be able to catch up or, or, or hold on with the uh, SEC. Clemson's won 17 games in a row. Yeah, that's like a, that. uh, Todd, that's what I want you to break down. Clemson, uh, talk about uh, rags to riches. Clemson was irrelevant at the beginning of the season. Look where they're at now. Uh, I mean. Yeah. Well, they, Monty Lee became the uh, – the, he, he got – you know, he, he left South Carolina and I mean, sorry, uh, Clemson. And now he's South Carolina's bench coach under uh, Mark Kingston. And they got back it's out of out of Michigan, who had a couple of nice years run. So that's why I'm saying in the big leagues, managing and coaching. I don't know how much it matters. You got great players. They just play. But in uh, college, co- coaching makes a big difference. And you're seeing that with Clemson um, this year. They're going to have Tennessee in that regional. So watch a couple things. Number one is. I'm looking at the bracket right now, the breakdown. It is possible that we have seven of the eight teams in Omaha from the SEC. Hello, that would be hello, insane. hello, hello. That would be insane. I would love I think it. The record is, <laughs> I think the record is four. We're going to break that. If it's not this year, it'll be next year because we got ten teams like you mentioned. we got ten teams in this tournament. Well, so well, the, way they, the way they made the bracket, seven teams can make it to Omaha. If that happens, Amen. now you're starting to see an evolution of one conference just <laughs> We already dominate the sport, but it's going to be like another level if you see that many teams make it to Omaha. Well, uh, you know, Todd, uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, look at dark horses. I'm looking at. Um, uh, I, I think the Aggies might go out west and uh, wreck havoc. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe it's pie in the sky, and I'm just being an SEC homer. But I look at Texas A&M, and then I look at. I mean, as of late, Alabama. 
I mean, I hate Alabama, but I don't know. They're in the SEC, but I'm looking at it like, I mean, is that the two possible dark horses? You look at where uh, they're in and what region they're in. Uh, that's not far-fetched uh, where Alabama and uh, Texas A&M is at uh, going forward. Well, you talked about the run we have at the end of the year. Nobody, nobody had a better run than, than A&M except maybe Vanderbilt within the SEC. Yeah, they go out and play in the Stanford regional. The Pac-12 has been down this year, so Stanford – you know, the pride of the Pac-12 is 38 and 16. So they're not – there's nothing intimidating there. And, again, if you – look, here's another stat I'll throw at you. Over the last 22 years, not counting 2020, so basically this century, if you won the World Series, you had a staff ERA under four. So you can go to any website, like, you know, Whoa. LSU baseball, uh, any website, and look up the staff ERA at the bottom. And if it's above a four and a half, let's say – they're not going to win the na- – the history will tell you they're not winning the national championship. You have got – and that's a pretty broad stat. Uh, I think Stanford's up there pretty high. A&M just – A&M's staff ERA is high, but this week they were ridiculously good. And so I, I don't – Yeah, it was like 0-0. Zero, zero. I mean, look at the SEC tournament. Like, what? I mean, I was like – Yeah, I mean, they, so they just had a good run, which was unpredictable, right? I mean, there's no way – there's nobody – oh, my God. There's no way anybody could have predicted A&M doing what they did this week. And so there's going to be some surprises, clearly. Uh, you know, I think Tennessee has as good a club as anybody. they got to go on the road all the way through, uh, especially through Clemson, who's unbelievably good right now and playing well. But I think Tennessee has as good a chance as anybody right now. But wait, but, but, but Todd, the only thing is, like, uh, they've been unbelievable at home, but, like, they've won, like, only, like, yeah. five games on the road. That's the only thing that well, really they, bothers me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. They went. Uh, they were two and eleven. So two out of third are in thirteen games. They only won two games on the road. But the last series, they went to South Carolina and and beat a very good South Carolina team two okay. out of three. Okay. Um, now what I'm going off is just stats in general. You're right. That's one downside. The second downside, and I think if we picked any team apart, we could find a, a few negatives. Uh, right. The other thing with Tennessee is they haven't fielded it well. Like their defense was like worst in the league for half the year. I feel like with with better pitching, like you get guys that really show up like Texas A&M this, did this week, strike out a lot of guys, pitch better, makes the defense a little easier. I feel like that's going to uh, solve things for Tennessee. But, man, they can flat out hit the homer. Uh, they've scored nearly nine runs a game over the last month and a half. Uh, they've got three front-line starters, Andrew Lindsey, Drew Beam, and uh, Chase Dolander are ridiculously good. Chase Burns on the back end throws 100 miles an hour with the wipeout slider. The bullpen's good. Um, and my daughter's going to law school there. So there's a lot of reasons <laughs> to like Tennessee. Now, now, Todd, I mean, I don't know. If you're great, you're great. Uh, I mean, you are great. Uh, you're a living legend. And you look, I don't know, if it's like one, uh, 1A. Uh, you look at Paul Skeens. You look at Dylan Cruz, where they're at. I mean, so what is your take? If you're being objective now, you being an LSU Tiger from Shreveport, uh, but how about the Cag Gliano from Florida? Okay, uh, going into the postseason, led the nation with 28 home runs uh, this year. 13 of those coming to SEC plays, batting basically 349, 350. And when you look at, I don't know, prestigious. Could possibly go number one overall. You take him or Dylan Cruz. I mean, because like a pitcher is different than Paul Skeens. But, but, but what's your take? I mean, is it like a win-win? Whoever you take or what? Well, Caglione, Jack Caglione from Florida won't go into the draft until next year. Dylan Cruz will be this year, oh, okay, so it's kind okay. of a deal. 
But here, Bobby, here's the deal, what you're asking. They played in a big ballpark this week in, in Hoover. You know how many home runs Jack Caglione with 28 home runs had? Zero. Oh, hello. So, hello. So what I'm telling you is when you've always heard the phrase, great pitching beats great hitting, and Jack Caglione had to face some really tough pitchers this week. Right. Uh, he didn't go deep. Now, B.T. Rypel, their catcher, was a different story. He had three home runs and five at-bats at one stint. So, I mean, um, the thing with Florida as a whole is if Caglione doesn't do it, Wyatt Lankford's going to do it, or Josh Rivera, or B.T. Rypel, okay. or uh, Cade Curlin, the freshman. And that's what LSU has as well. If Dylan Cruz doesn't get it done, well, you got Gavin Dugas, so you got uh, – Tommy Tanks, or you got Jared Jones, who they try to flip there there at the end, get him in, get him involved. Uh, you know, uh, Joe Bear, you know, can can hit it a long way. I really love watching Trey Morgan hit. I mean, the dude can just flat out hit. I mean, he faced the lefties for Arkansas and just sprayed it all over the field. And so LSU's offense is really good. Well, so, uh, yeah, go ahead. I'm just all I'm saying is, in order for a team to to advance, you've got to have more than one little piece. To get it done, Jack Caglione uh, clearly can can hit the long ball, but you're gonna he's gonna start playing in some big ballparks. Now he's at home throughout the postseason until Omaha, but Omaha plays big too, and you're gonna be facing some aces. I always worry about him on the mound too, like pitching and and then also having to hit. You know that's that's a tough thing for any kid because you know an example would be you know you get up in the uh, the first as a visiting team and you strike out in a big situation. And then all of a sudden you got to go out on the mound and pitch. It's just tough. It's just tough mentally for these kids, you know. And Caglione's had a big year, but I just don't know how well that's gonna that's gonna play out. Now uh, the last one, Todd. Uh, you know how we've struggled against left-handed pitching. Uh, they've been able to limit LSU normally, uh, potent offense to say the least. So what is your take on that? I'm looking at LSU struck out 17 times. To Arkansas's left-handed, uh, Hagen Smith and Hunter Holland, and two of them right. struck out the Tigers 15 times in March 24th. I mean, and right yeah. now, I'm telling you, if I'm playing, I don't know if you have any left-handed pitching studs, but that's what I'm attacking LSU's lineup with. Does that make sense or what? We saw a ton of lefties in this SEC tournament, I think, for the reason you're saying. They can hold runners because they're staring right at you, and it's hard to get a break. And then also they, they – they kind of neutralized the left-handed hitters in the other lineup. Jay Johnson chose to put three lefties in that lineup. Now, with the two people you mentioned from Arkansas, that's elite. That's like high-level lefties. That's not okay. normal, you know. And so we give them a little bit of a break. But Trey Morgan still fought him. He had three or four hits yep. that day. Uh, but Joe Bear was in the lineup and Pearson were in the lineup, and they went 0 for 8 with five strikeouts. And so I feel like, personally, Jay Johnson clearly knows his team better than anybody. That you've got to you got to mix Jared Jones in there as a right-handed hitter, you know, against a tough lefty. Trey Morgan can handle him. I saw Joe Barry pulling off a little bit. I saw the other guys kind of pulling off. Now, if you if you get in, a, in an offensive count with Braden Joe Barry and you got to flip a fastball right down the middle, he'll hit it a long way. But I felt like Trey Morgan had the nice approach against the lefties, being a left-handed hitter, um, you know, and and they may have to mix in some righties outside of him. But uh, absolutely, if I've got an elite lefty. That's who I'm throwing against LSU. The problem is not many people do. Awesome stuff as always, Todd. Appreciate your time. Thanks, Todd. Yeah, thank you, guys. SEC Network baseball analyst and SEC legend Todd Walker. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.